It's Wednesday, April the 8th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, the WHO's warning and a breakdown in Afghan talks. First, the world in brief. As countries begin to talk about easing measures to fight COVID-19, the World Health Organization warned against moving quickly. The UN body offered no general advice for deciding when to lift restrictions, but stressed that doing so too soon could mean that they would have to be reimposed. Separately, the WHO issued a sceptical guidance about face masks, which could offer a false sense of security. China said yesterday that it had recorded no new deaths from COVID-19 for a period of 24 hours for the first time since January. Confident that it had passed the worst, it is turning its attention to asymptomatic cases and arrivals from abroad. Outside China, suspicion lingers that the country's death toll is being underreported. In his latest controversial reshuffle of nominally independent inspectors general, President Donald Trump ousted the bureaucrat charged with overseeing his government's $2.3 trillion COVID-19 rescue packet. Meanwhile, Steve Mnuchin, America's Treasury Secretary, tweeted that he hopes to provide more funds to small businesses hit by the virus. He suggested adding $250 billion to the $349 billion loan program created as part of the stimulus. Mr Trump mulled retaliation against India after it imposed an export ban on some pharmaceuticals, including hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malarial agent that the American president has extolled as a possible treatment for COVID-19. Within hours, India's government assured that it will supply essential drugs to some nations badly affected by the outbreak. The Taliban broke off what it called fruitless talks with the Afghan government on a prisoner exchange. The breakdown threatens the peace deal struck between the Taliban and America in February. The Taliban had agreed to enter negotiations with the government and other power brokers if America withdrew its troops, bringing their 18-year war to an end. Samsung estimated that profits had risen in the first quarter of the year compared with the same period of 2019, thanks in part to the COVID-19 outbreak. Although sales of its consumer gadgets may be hit along with the wider blow to the economy in 2020, at-home working is boosting demand for the South Korean company's memory trips. And Roscosmos, the Russian space agency, accused Donald Trump of attempting to expropriate outer space. The president signed an executive order on Monday establishing policy to allow American corporations to mine other planets. The Russian organization claimed that such an approach would hurt the potential for international cosmic cooperation. And now, here's today's agenda. The tunnels end. Wuhan lifts its lockdown. The news that broke while China slept on January 23rd was astonishing. The government had quarantined an entire city at the centre of a mysterious new viral outbreak. At midnight, that city of 11 million, Wuhan, finally emerged from lockdown, even as much of the world now looks the way it did during the past 76 days. Nearly 4 billion people, half the global population, have been asked to stay at home to slow the COVID-19 pandemic. The government's decision to let Wuhan's residents travel again comes after it all but eliminated the virus there, with just two new infections reported in the past two weeks. But life is far from normal. China's external borders remain almost entirely shut as the government worries that the virus could come roaring back from abroad. Temperature checkpoints still blanket the country, and Wuhan's scars from two months of suffering and anxiety will take time to heal. Different from all nights, Passover in Israel. The Jewish holiday begins this evening with families observing the traditional night of the Seder isolated in small groups instead of with the usual extended families and friends. The fear of COVID-19, especially for older people more at risk, has led the Israeli government to announce a 40-hour curfew, 
during which citizens will not be allowed to roam more than 100 metres from their homes and even food shops will be forced to close. This follows an earlier ban on intercity travel. In some cases, police even stopped buses and forced families on their way to spend the Seder with grandparents to disembark. The restrictions imposed by the shutdown on religious life, particularly public prayers and Torah study, have already caused tension within the ultra-Orthodox community. Many rabbis at first resisted closing synagogues, but as rates of infection shot up, nearly all have, however reluctantly, given way. If we can win to this, Irish politics and COVID-19. Two months after an election produced a hung parliament, Ireland remains in limbo. Leo Varadkar, the Taoiseach, Prime Minister, has led a caretaker government through his country's battle with coronavirus. A doctor by trade, he has rejoined the medical register to assist in the crisis. His government's actions have been widely praised. An early lockdown and strict social distancing measures appear to have helped flatten Ireland's curve. The country has recorded 5,709 cases and 210 deaths. But the economic picture is bleak. The central bank has warned that unemployment could rise to 25%, up from 4.8% before coronavirus hit. That makes talks to form a new government more urgent. Mr Varadkar's Fine Gael and the centre-right Finia Fall may reach an arrangement this week. But such a coalition would need the support of smaller parties and would be unstable. It could also rile voters by shutting out Sinn Féin, the surprise winner of February's election. Too demanding. Costco and Tesco. As COVID-19 sends customers into a stockpiling frenzy, some retailers have struggled to keep up. Just how good have sales been? Today, two chains will provide hints. Costco, America's third largest retailer, reports its March sales figures, while Tesco, Britain's largest grocer, announces the results of its financial year, which ended on February the 29th. Costco is particularly enticing to pandemic-crazed hoarders, thanks to its deep discounts on bulk purchases. The company has seen sales surge from preppers ever since February before the pandemic truly gripped America. Tesco, for its part, is struggling to keep up with stockpilers. Online shoppers have overtaxed its delivery fleet. It has already started hiring more warehouse workers and drivers, and in late March began limiting online orders to a maximum of 80 items in an attempt to stymie would-be pack rats. Investors will want to know how it plans to meet demand. Great Barrier Grief – Damage Done by Climate Change for weeks, scientists have been scouring Australia's natural wonder for signs of damage. Their heartbreaking conclusion is that record-high water temperatures have caused it to bleach again, the third such event in five years. The damage this time was more widespread than ever. The Great Barrier Reef stretches for 2,300 kilometres down Australia's northeastern coast, covering an area roughly the size of Italy. For the first time, bleaching has occurred along its full length. Scientists worry most about the reef's heat-sensitive southern reaches, which had previously been spared overheating. It causes corals to eject the photosynthetic algae usually living within them, turning them a sombre white. Huge tracts of the reef were killed by back-to-back -back clobberings in 2016 and 2017. It will be several months before scientists can assess this year's losses, but they expect them to be significant. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.